You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and I have just the most inspiring and amazing. I First, I want to set the scene a little bit. So our guest today is Solma Berenisa, and she and I are going to dive in because we're like bubbling. We've been talking <laughs> for about an hour already. But we are at the Destin Commons, so we're outside. It's a beautiful Saturday. You're going to hear some cars going by. I hope you hear the jangle of Solma's bracelets as we are talking <laughs> together because I've been enjoying that sound. And it's just the perfect day to talk about everything that Soma and I've been talking about for an hour. But um, to just dive into everything, I think that's what we're gonna do. Oh yeah, we might dive into everything. So I have Soma Berenisa with me today with empathic practice. Correct. And Soma, tell us about. Just introduce yourself to us, please. Like we're a, a new friend. So my name is Sulma Berenice, and I am a holistic health practitioner. I practice at Empathic Practice in Pensacola. I am a certified life coach, and uh, what I love the most about what I do, and I don't want to say job because I really do not consider it a job. It's quite fulfilling to facilitate and help beings and businesses to navigate through life's joyful and difficult moments. Mm. And to be able to offer that support is simply amazing. I think so too. That, I mean, so you and I met last year? Almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. And we connect on Instagram, we talk on Instagram. I follow you religiously. It was the um, magazine article for Emerald Coast Magazine. That's how you found me. Yes, yes. So this, you were a citizen of style. Yes. They just recently asked me to be a citizen of style, nice. which I think is so Come interesting. On. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. <laughs> my style's not really like a style, you know. I just kind of throw some things together. So they were very gracious. But that's how I found you. And then we, you came out and you covered Navarre. Um, it was yes. a client of ours, which is great. And I just felt so inspired and connected by your story. But then also this like easy way that you like speak and you make people feel very comfortable and I was just like who is this person how do we get to do more together so I love so your practice um in Pensacola yes and who are your patients like what do you do for them okay before I go into that let me just tell you a little bit of my background and that way things make a lot of sense. So that way we, we know you're credible. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> well, not so much that, but, you know, um, I, I find so much pleasure in sharing my story mm-hmm. because there is nothing like a story to really make an impact. Mm-hmm. We thrive on stories. Mm-hmm. We don't have to adopt everything we hear in a story, but if there are gold nuggets of information that you can make your own and they just change your life. Mm-hmm. So I love sharing it for that for mm-hmm. that reason. Ten years ago I was diagnosed with lupus mm-hmm. and it was through my own health journey and the many discoveries I've made along the way that 
I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to share with everyone, but specifically someone who maybe has found themselves at the bottom of the hole. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. those who are either ready to give up or mm-hmm. are on their way there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but that's I'm not limited to that. I love, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, I love um, sharing on the joyful moments, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my main focus is on anyone who is ready mm-hmm. to change their lives. So, like, open. Yeah. Open and ready. Absolutely. Okay. And how do you know when someone's ready? It's Do they know? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Okay. And that is, you know, part of what I do as a practitioner. Again, from my own story, mm-hmm. in living through chronic pain and chronic disease and learning that as much as that is physical Mm -hmm. it is very emotional as well and determining what the root cause is it's very very important from there I went to pretty much on a self journey of discovery in a lot of ways in which I decided the allopathic medicine didn't really have the answers for me and that if they're going to tell me that I'm going to die, either way, <laughs> that I'd want to die on my own terms, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that was. Part of the journey is taking on responsibility. That's oh, huge. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, that's huge. And you taking responsibility, not your doctor taking responsibility, mm-hmm. not your health team or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. You saying, this is my life. I need yeah. to take responsibility Absolutely. for it. And the culture yeah. that we live in, in the health sector and the business sector and the personal level, it's not conductive to these learnings. A lot of it, um, you could even hear it, but if you're not ready, it's not going to make an impact. Mm. I think that's why, like, you hear so many, so often people are, like, on a weight loss journey or there are some sort of health journey, and they know everything. They're very educated. They know exactly, but it's just, you're not... It's not happening. Very intelligent people are just maybe you're just not ready or you're not open to it at that point. Or there's something else that is holding you back. Absolutely. Not the knowledge. And not just something. could Mm -hmm. be many somethings. Exactly not the knowledge. You could have all the knowledge in the world you could have about something. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't make a difference if the root cause is not being addressed. Right. Right. So... When a, the root cause of an issue, whatever it may be, okay. we're speaking in general terms, um, is not addressed, then that's the block that is keeping you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. But what if you take that responsibility, because it takes effort and hard work, mm-hmm. then from then you are able to make a choice, you make a decision. Mm-hmm. Is this where I want to remain? regardless of what happens or am I ready that's when you know your question was when Mm -hmm. do you know well you will know Mm. Um, or am I ready to embrace the fact that there is something in me or in my life that is happening towards that direction Mm -hmm. will I take that responsibility and accept it and say it's time it's time for me to work on these things that I know are holding me back and I'm ready and I want to and you will be amazed at how things just start happening mm-hmm. for you. The right people, the right places, the right things that are going to, you know, guide you in that in that direction. Wow. I'm not ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You don't know. If, when you know that you're ready mm-hmm. to take, um, would you say take control or take accountability or take ownership or all responsibility yeah. of your health? Is that appropriate or? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, just 
you know, barely touching on, on the health sector mm-hmm. or the way we're educated, even through our, our school years, we are taught very textbook. This is mm-hmm. your body. This is what your body does. That's it. Mm-hmm. No connection to your mind, no connection to your energy, no connection to your actual existence. Yeah. So there will be a time where what's happening to you will in a lot of ways force you mm-hmm. to then address those things. How is my body connected to my mind? How is my body connected to my soul? Where are the distortions? Where are the disconnections? Mm-hmm. And if I want to regain health, I need to take responsibility, not give it to a third party. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm saying that you shouldn't go to your doctor. Absolutely. Go to your doctor, get the test, but just know that the results on those tests Mm -hmm. aren't saying everything about you. Right. Right? Yeah. So especially if you're holding back, I think people are very, I get very intimidated at the doctor sometimes. Absolutely. I feel like I'm on his time and I have to be quick because he seems like he's in a hurry, you know, and I try to make a list of things that I want to ask, but I just, you know, and we talked about this a little bit. I just don't feel like I'm maybe getting everything that I need because I feel like I'm inconveniencing my practitioner a little. So I love the concept of empathic um, health or or practice in general, because I just feel like there's more listening. Absolutely. Yeah. We just need people to listen to us. And the bottom line with empathic empathic practice or a more empathetic approach to health in general, Mm -hmm. it's that we view disease differently. We view health differently. Mm. So when we address the root cause issues, we also will have a variety of alternatives that are right for you. Mm-hmm. So the difference is patience over profits. Mm. And when you do it right, the profits will come. Sure. You know, because just like we need food every day, we need health care every day. Mm-hmm. Again, we view it differently. Health care is not making that one visit mm-hmm. to a doctor or a specialist. Health care needs to go on every single day in the way you think, in, the, in what you're eating, and how you're interacting with other people. Mm. And... Through my it's journey. not just when you're sick. No, absolutely not. Oh, geez. Because aren't we technically all dying every day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So why wait until it's so such a need, a desperate need to mm. find health versus working on you and your balance every day? Mm, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. So your, t- your um, comment about profits makes me think about Zoma the entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of our listeners are running businesses. Mm-hmm. They're, a lot of them are creatives that are you know running and operating businesses, which is, um, in my experience, has been it's challenging because balancing the creative aspect of your mind, the fulfillment that is there with, okay, your HR, your payroll, your you know all of these other things. I'd love for you to reintroduce yourself to our listeners with um, <laughs> as as Zoma the the entrepreneur and the business owner and the creative because I feel like you do so much. You're like our local Mexican Oprah. I love <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny you say that because I actually one of the things that that I did a long time ago was not that I want to be Oprah, but I want to be Suma. And mm-hmm. if there was someone that I 
would say motivated me to try whatever it is that my heart desired to try, whether it was, you know, editing a magazine or being in a magazine or having this interview with someone or speaking in public, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that those things weren't scary, but right. Definitely. But the fear of regretting it one day was larger than the actual fear itself. So I dive in. So I will answer your question. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so I am a holistic um, health practitioner and I practice at Empathic Practice in Pensacola. I am a certified life coach and I love helping beings and businesses navigate through life's joyful and difficult moments. One thing about me that I love to share because it's very integrated into my approach, both in health and life and business, is it's almost like a not well-kept secret. It's a secret because when we don't know it, we don't know it. But once we know it and actually activate it, we all have this and it's bioenergy. It's, you know, that glue that connects that physical body to the mind and the soul. And it's, yeah, and it's integrated into who we are, but when we don't know that, it it does kick into automatic mode, but it's a wonderful gift Mm. to discover and use as a creative, Mm. as a human being. I'm gonna Google the heck out of that. (laughs) (laughs) You go right ahead. And so, in fact, my, TEDx Pensacola talk was based on that. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that. And I love that you were a part of this group of people that brought TEDx to our local area as well. What what was that experience like for you? It's amazing, again, because that touched on that aspect of, oh, you know, I have a lot to say, Mm -hmm. and there are all these platforms, and it just happened Mm -hmm. to to come to me, and I accepted it. was I shaking? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But now I can say I'm a TEDx speaker, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty darn good in my book. Right? I think yeah. it's an, such an amazing accomplishment, and you're so multifaceted, you know, and I think it's you're, you're a real testament to not just women, but I think uh, anyone who's maybe afraid that to try something they really want to do, even though it's outside of the scope of what Absolutely. they're currently doing. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. The scope, mm-hmm. like bioenergy, it can fluctuate. Mm. So again, it's this beautiful gift that we have, and when it's untapped, it just sits there, not being used. But mm-hmm. when you realize I have this beautiful energy that only belongs to me, because mm-hmm. it's like a thumbprint, then you learn, like, okay, so, this that feels good that resonates with me I can do that and then learning to say no to the things that don't resonate with you mm-hmm. and as creatives that's huge it's huge so this bioenergy is really at the root of being a creative mm-hmm. you decide how alive you want to feel when you do x y and c versus not mm-hmm. right so um, as a practitioner in my own life because I love to be a student of life as much as I'd like to be a teacher. I found that it helps me understand my body mm-hmm. um, and also the, the process of healing because in having experienced chronic pain, I know what pain feels like. Yeah. And as a practitioner, that allows me to really be empathetic mm-hmm. you know, to the pain and the process of others um, and then finding what their bioenergy is 
mm. how to help it fluctuate better, how to help them raise their bioenergy so that that can eventually equal out health and, and healing. And mm. that's a very individual process, you know? Yeah. With holistic medicine in general, again, that responsibility, accountability is gonna teach you that it takes time. Yeah. It in, you did not become ill overnight. Therefore, you will not heal overnight, mm. and that's okay. Mm. But just like you became ill, your body has the power to reverse it. Mm-hmm. And so, as um, again, as a practitioner, um, I, uh, my focus is on finding alternative solutions mm. once we find that issue, that root cause. And when it comes to complementary healing, um, therapies and healing, really, we've come to a point where the options are limitless. There Mm. is so much out there um, that we can then figure out what's the best for you. And we have the tools to figure that out. We have the tools we need in the practice to really cater to your individual needs. And I think that's beautiful. It is beautiful. Well, and I I feel like it's something that you don't hear very often. Like, no one's telling you that. They say you're sick, go to the doctor. You don't hear a lot about, okay, what happens before? You just sit around and wait to get sick? Well, you know, I mean, and I think that uh, culturally, our society, we are just go, 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 go. I kind of feel like this podcast is an extension of the conversation you and I have been having for (laughs) 45 minutes or an hour before we actually did it. But I shared with you, like, I'm just in a period of my life right now of really heightened productivity. Yes. I'm working constantly. Constantly, and I feel really good in the mm-hmm. work. And then you were like, okay, well, don't forget, you know, you really need to take care of you. I feel like our default is just work as hard as you can for as long mm-hmm. as you can. And then when you retire, you can just fall apart. Yeah, and that's not mm-hmm. what you want to do Mm-mm. because I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's quite sad mm-hmm. that you, you know, drove yourself to work this hard to make your 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 nest egg you know mm-hmm. you have your resources that you think are going to get you through those years always with the mindset that that's when you're supposed to enjoy life right right and it that's not true that's that's it's not yeah. true it's a story that we could very easily sell ourselves mm-hmm. and not enjoy life now and enjoy your success. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I spoke about earlier this week was precisely that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asked what is my, my definition of success mm-hmm. and prior to that I spoke about what is my motivator in life so I said it was truth, remaining mm-hmm. true to me. You know? And again like that bioenergy, your truth will fluctuate. Mm, okay, I like that. Yeah. Because sometimes it's very hard to be like, okay, this is my truth, and then you have to be tied to it. You know? Remember that scope that you were talking about? Mm-hmm. That's where it comes in. Like, mm-hmm. if you say, this is my scope, and this is my truth, mm-hmm. then you give yourself no room for growth, improvement, to step back, to say, hey, I was wrong. Mm. Unless you do give yourself that space and you realize that, you know what? this truth about me has changed Mm. and that's okay and I can grow with that because I know it will make me better absolutely that's so great so so how do you measure success okay yeah so based on that on that truth for me that means if it feels good Mm. right if I'm able to sleep at night 
okay that right. I can live with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> because of how I held my held myself accountable with my truth mm-hmm. and just keeping it simple mm-hmm. you know if what I did that day allows me to sleep at night I know that that's the measure of my truth and that I can be happy and consider that as a success. Because again, touching on what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you could have all of the money in the bank and it means nothing. It means nothing when all of the money in the bank cannot help you heal from an acute health issue or even a chronic one. So true. So what is success? Success yeah. you know, will be what you determine yours to be. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is it really, a, is it really resonating mm-hmm. with who you are, who you want to become, and that means you have to examine who you are now. That is a very vulnerable practice, I think, examining who you are. Absolutely. It feels very vulnerable. Okay, so that my brain is like spinning. It's making me me think of a lot of things. And it it reminds me of all the stories of people who work, 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 and then they retire and then they get sick and they die. Yeah. You hear that a lot. I don't know if that's true, but you hear that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And then so you're working so hard to enjoy life and really probably the time in your life where you have the probably the most wisdom, maybe you have the most the the most resources, but maybe not the best health or the most energy or um you know brain space or whatever you want so maybe evening that out a little bit my husband retired from the air force two years ago and he loves it when i talk about our personal stuff (laughs) that's great (laughs) he hates it and he listens listens to your podcast but you know he flew for the air force for Mm -hmm. 20 years it was so i think taxing and he just never called in sick he just never quit and he deployed 17 times it was crazy and then he went on terminal leave which is like leave Mm -hmm. right before you retire and then just got sick. Of course. He just yeah. got so many crazy things. We thought yeah. he had a heart attack. He didn't. But I mean, it was just like, and it was like, that was waiting for him to slow down. That, I mean, that just, it's textbook. Mm. It really is. Mm. And I can, I mean, I just, I'm a little lost for words right now because, you know, I just lost my father about a month ago. Oh, and so, so he was 61, mm-hmm. would have turned 62. Um, it's just young. But it's very young. Yeah. So I can really really tell you on a very personal level how true that is Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't have to wait for any of that to happen for us to learn to be still to slow down because again we're technically dying every day so do you want to die fast or you want to die slow yeah right and happy and be happier while we're at it um, Mm -hmm. because we're not oblivious to the fact that we're human and things can happen any day. We're, right now we're talking about health, but you know, there's other things that could happen. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. So again, that auto, doing an auto exam of ourselves and, mm-hmm. and really digging deep into what am I doing and mm-hmm. how does this really conductive to my overall joy and, and happiness. Mm-hmm. It's about finding what resonates with your purpose. And for the entrepreneurs, their purpose uh, on a personal level as creatives and their business, then we find that there's always potential or room for restoration of well-being. I like that. Yeah, and as a holistic practitioner, then we're able to help how to integrate all of this techniques that will guide you back into wellness, back into Mm -hmm. balance. We connect the soul with the nourishing that it needs and a realignment of our essential nature. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. We 
walk away, we, we start distancing ourselves from our essence. You know, mm. what is that? What is it that makes Girl, Chantel I'm far Chantel? away from my essence. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> no, you're not far away. <laughs> but sometimes you can feel. You can feel that way. You can feel like, especially when you as overwork. An you yeah. overwork. And I almost feel, well, on, all the entrepreneurs I know are some of the hardest working people. Yeah. They just yeah, work absolutely. so hard. All different types, like mm-hmm. restauranteurs and people who, I mean, car dealerships, lawyers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you for I think we forget that there are so many different types of entrepreneurs, but really sometimes you're driven by this desire to create, to produce. Absolutely. My fulfillment sometimes is tied to what I'm able to create. And that's fine because it's making you happy. Mm. It, yes. You know, okay. but not forgetting that this physical body mm-hmm. needs rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be catered to and attended to mm. so that in the long run, you can continue to do that again for as long as you can versus, you know, go, 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 go. And your body's really hanging on tight by the teeth. And then all of a sudden, all of that pressure and stress is no longer there and you are no longer needing to run every day through adrenaline. Mm-hmm your brain, your body, your immune system, your central nervous system, they don't know what to do because they have been going in a certain direction, a certain way, at a certain speed for so long, they fall apart. This is so timely. That's why my eyes are so big. (laughs) (laughs) Because I work till 5.30 this morning. But sometimes I can't sleep. I feel like Mm -hmm. I don't want to turn this into a session. (laughs) (laughs) It's all use of money. but, (laughs) But I think that, you know, it is just rest it, it is hard though to detach yeah absolutely. Um, and what can our listeners our listeners who are you know maybe feeling the burnout burnout's like a little bit of a buzzword right now yeah. but maybe they're feeling like they need to do something yeah. what should they do first yeah learning to departmentalize mm. and to also delegate Okay. Yeah, those are two very important things. Um, as an entrepreneur, if you are on your own, you wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. We know that, especially if you're a startup, if you're just starting in whatever it is that you're doing, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So maybe not delegating because that's costly at times and you're going to have to get to a certain place for you to be able to do that. Sure. But to departmentalize, it's something that it is within the control of an entrepreneur. Mm. You know, if you have five projects and you're so thinned out, you're not really giving five projects all of you and that creativeness mm. and that bioenergy it deserves, wouldn't it be better to do less? Mm-hmm. You know, again, quality versus quantity, right? Well, you're so true. I want to get back to talking about you, though. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like we could probably go too far and I'll have a diagnosis. Yeah, no. But I want to talk about you. We do not work on with diagnosis. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, okay. we do not. Um, I'd love to talk about you a little bit more. And you're so creative. To me, you're creative, but you're also like very practic- realistic, too, which I get that from you. I don't know. It's very like a calming. I work with a lot of creative people, and sometimes you just feel like they're way up here. Yeah. It's nice to, to be around a creative person that's so grounded so I'm, I'm very curious what's next for you okay so I have three departments okay <laughs> I like that you call them departments they are the part okay they each have their own everything so when my attention is geared to that department it has all of my attention oh okay right. I like that yeah yeah and so 
I, the first department, which is really at, at my center, my anchor is I don't ever want to stop being a practitioner because I really do enjoy okay. the one-on-one. I love making a difference. I love being a part of someone's journey and facilitating that for them. It makes me happy. Mm. So I always want to be a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, getting that hug, that handshake, that, you know, looking in the eye like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really good at that. It's very intense though. <laughs> I'll tone it down a little bit. No, you're good. (laughs) And so that, it's definitely foundation for me. It's what changed my life. Someone did that for me. Mm. So I always want to give back by showing gratefulness um, Mm. and continuing to do that. Second, I started a business a few years ago that was kind of sitting, the department was just sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for me and I call it creative life media which awesome. goes in line with what you know we are talking about as creative entrepreneurs um, I advise global and local businesses on how to remain grounded and organic mm-hmm. and true to their purpose mm-hmm. See, because there are very little businesses mm-hmm. that didn't actually start with an idea or that bioenergy of community mm-hmm. eventually they do walk away from that when they go global, Mm. right? But it's unfortunate because, again, there are very little businesses that aren't in business to service Mm. beings. So we see how it affects us locally, nationally, and globally. Interesting. We practice deliberate growth at Francis Roy, and Mm -hmm. I, I think it's because our core value system, in order for us to be remain true to it, we have to be very deliberate and about the way you guys. Thank you. I can see it. I sense it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it, because it, it is something that we practice and pretty mindfully, I think. And um, sometimes I can feel us like growing a little faster than yeah. I would like us to. And you compromise quality. Absolutely. And yeah. you compromise your values mm-hmm. and sometimes your principles when you yeah. do that. Yeah. It's so much easier at times, especially when the market is demanding for you to grow, mm-hmm. for you to take the revenue and be like, yes, I'm going to take it. And then, But it just, it feels will like you, a betrayal. Will you be able to sleep at night? Right. right. No, I don't I think so. Go, no, yeah. because I don't, that's not the way my grandmother raised me yeah. and my grandmother's name is on everything exactly. that I do. And yeah. so that really provides kind of this magnet for me to always yeah. come back. Remember, remember. Yeah. And you if know. you start walking away from it, you feel it like you hurt. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It feels like a betrayal. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so your third department. I'm so curious. <laughs> I feel like I'm sinking lower. <laughs> You're just melting. I'm just melting. <laughs> okay, so my newest mm. holistic venture, because everything I do really is surrounded or in it, or just a part of everything that I do, but still very entrepreneur like it's um, called Onesta mm-hmm. and it comes from the word honest in Spanish mm, beautiful but without the H because the H is silent mm-hmm. so it's a holistic home cleaning business mm. it's created out of another truth and speaking about truths and it's that health starts at home by providing a service that helps my clients and Onesta's clients to create space by not only removing harsh chemicals, which is a very trendy thing to do. We don't ever want to do something for a trend. We want something that's going to be permanent and becomes a part of a lifestyle Mm -hmm. versus just, oh, I'm going to buy these products and I'm going to use them and then you forget them in the shelf. 
mm-hmm. because the core value was never there. So the idea is to provide a service that either continues to promote a core value or it introduces a core value into okay. the home, which is health. So we do that, but also the goal is to change behavior patterns that would promote the opposite of wellness, which is illness, mm. right? And then um, this is replaced by that bioenergy, that powerful energy flow that without doubt changes the intention and the energy that's created in the home. And that flows into other areas like wellness on a personal level and for creative entrepreneurs, Mm. their professional life. Mm. So they're all very intertwined. That's why for me, it makes sense. And that's why I'm able to do these things because the core of what I do is the same. Yeah, no. That doesn't change. It certainly seems connected. When you were introducing your third department, (laughs) I say with a smile because I love that so much, is I I didn't feel, because I I sometimes can feel like maybe I'm a serial entrepreneur um, and I'm just starting stuff to start stuff, which is true. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have a core principle and it's in line with that, it doesn't feel like a departure. It feels like an extension. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so within Creative Life Media, what I am doing a lot more of now, along with empathic practice, Mm -hmm. is the innovation, and I call it innovation because it's not something you see, you know, it's not in your face in the way marketing would be Mm -hmm. as to do things this way, this mm-hmm. is the way to go. Um, I call it holistic marketing and holistic uh, leadership. Very cool. Yeah, and it's all about introducing everything we just talked about mm-hmm. in the workforce. Mm-hmm. That empathy, compassion, kindness mm-hmm. be reintroduced back into the workforce because that is the key to, let's call it the new success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that money, that you know, profit and Anything that's measured financially that's being put into the bank accounts of these humongous businesses, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's only going to be used to make more of the same businesses versus investing some of it back into the workforce and actually having happier, healthier, not employees, but people that work with them. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I I always feel like the word employees is a little cringy. Yeah, it is. I don't like it for me. (laughs) Maybe it's the entrepreneur in us. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It it feels, as someone who leads a team, you lead Mm. teams as well, it feels like you separate yourself from them also, when in reality, the best leaders that I know are in the trenches. Absolutely. With their teams all the time. And so, I don't know, I always felt like the word employee separated us. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. It can. It certainly can. And if you want to be a productive leader, Mm -hmm. then it's going back to the basics. Mm -hmm. That even though you're in leadership, Mm -hmm. again, you're never not a student. Life is always teaching us. And everybody on our team mentors me as well. It is a shared mentorship, and uh, which is hard for them. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, basic again, Mm -hmm. bioenergy. Yeah. You know, you, are, you have a, a beautiful creative business mm. that is working in its essence and its purpose and the mission you started with and what it means to you and how it resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be felt by the people that work with you and share on that success mm. and are happy to be there. 
So wonderful, how wonderful would it be that you have an opening and you have people that are crazy wanting to join the team because yeah, they know be awesome. they'll be successful there mm -hmm. and happy, which yeah. is you know very important. Is it everything? It is everything. I feel like I could talk to you for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and I know we went all over the place, no, but I, I like do it. hope good. Yeah. That's, how, that's what I do. <laughs> like, I'm just doing everything. Yeah. I'm Mexican Oprah, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, I'd love for us to do this again. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, once maybe you add a fourth department, which is Thelma's <laughs> book, no, or, or something. I have co authored. Oh, there, see? There you go. Okay, never mind, Chef. You were good. <laughs> but, but um, I'd love to write a book. That is mm -hmm. uh, that is definitely on the list. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I need to, like you said, build a depart department that holds me accountable mm -hmm. and also waits on me if I need to do that. Mm -hmm. But again, and just touching back on what we spoke about, not necessarily waiting to enjoy life mm -hmm. when there's a certain milestone that needs to be reached first. You know, and as I was saying about my father, he worked really, really hard. He was known as a very hardworking man, kind, compassionate, empathetic. I mean, name it. I could talk about great things about him all day. Hardworking man. Mm -hmm. And just as things were looking that way, he got very sick mm -hmm. and didn't get to enjoy any of that. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of learning from me. You mm -hmm. know, that's one of the things I, I told a, a close friend that said, You did everything you could, you did it really well. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's a lot of learning. I've yeah. learned so much, and and you know every day there will be a lot of learning for mm -hmm. me. I don't ever want to forget his essence, especially the qualities that he taught me. You know the the kindness, the empathy. I already knew I inherited a great deal of that from him. But now that he's gone, I value it mm -hmm. so 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 much more, and it is part of who I am. And then I just infuse that into you know what I believe in and, and those truths and. The quantum physics, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah. Quantum physics. I'm like, <laughs> bioenergy. And I like it. Yeah. <laughs> the bioenergy that drives us, that, mm -hmm. you know, just we have, uh, and, uh, yeah, we have this magnetic field that just feels good with people that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. So finding more of those people and then you build right. a village and that's that hard was, sometimes. It is. It's it is. so hard. But and it's okay to outgrow people too, right? It is. And absolutely. For them to outgrow you. Yes. To acknowledge yes. that it serves you yeah. well at a certain point in your life, and yeah. um, and maybe you yeah. were good for them, but Absolutely. then you know, somebody told me the other day you like friendships only last like seven years or something, but you can go back and I mean I think it goes back to that same thing mm -hmm. that it's okay to acknowledge that you're in a different place, yeah. and you yeah do that by honoring mm -hmm. what they brought into your space mm -hmm. and what you were able to give back. And how you don't have to be the same because bioenergy fluctuates, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. the, vib the vibrations and frequencies are constantly changing as they should. Mm -hmm. Because if they didn't and they were on the lower end, that means you're sick. Mm -hmm. So you don't ever want anything to be stagnant. You want energy to flow. You want energy to move. Mm -hmm. That's why exercise is important. See, we yeah. could talk forever, but let yes, me just... Yes, can. I love <laughs> it. It's so good. <laughs> let me just go back to what I was saying. When you accept that and you're okay with that and you honor that mm -hmm. and you give what you would like to be given, if, if you realize someone needs that space, all it takes, it's a very open-hearted, candid conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey, I love you. I honor you. Thank you. If you need me, I am here and I feel the same way about 
about you. And if we're not in touch at the moment, that's okay. And those are actually some of the best friendships you will ever have. It's so transparent. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's very, it's like it gives you permission to not be obligated mm -hmm. in a space that maybe you just, you don't have the capability Absolutely. to do it at the moment. Ugh, well, this has been so good for my soul. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy. And I'm sure I've I will sleep well tonight. <laughs> Thanks to you. Well, you should, because that was a lot of really great information. But I thank you so much for sharing your energy and your essence thank you. with us today. And how can our listeners learn more about you? Okay. You can find me at empathicpractice.us. Mm -hmm. That's the practice website. Um, I am on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I, are you able to link yes. the contact yes, information? Yes, we'll link the contact yeah, we'll for that. sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll link everything, all my departments. Yes, and Zolma has like a trillion followers. No, yeah. many. <laughs> I have like 10 followers. <laughs> Zolma has like 10 billion. No, oh, Which is amazing, but I think it really... Um, really illustrates that people feel connected to your message and what you are communicating um, to the world. So that's such a beautiful thing. It Thank is. you. I enjoy it a lot. It makes mm -hmm. me happy and that's my driving force. And I just want everyone to be happy and I want to share that. Mm -hmm. And if it's, you know, that one message that will make a difference, I'm good with that. Yeah. I think one of the things that I love the most out of everything I do is that sometimes I do walk away not knowing if I made a difference, mm -hmm. you know, because Again, everyone's in a different place. Their bioenergy is in a certain place. And mm -hmm. I don't know everything, and I'll own to that mm -hmm. always. And I walk away feeling like, oh, I don't know how that went. And it could be months. It could be a year. It could be more. And then all of a sudden, I'll run into this one person, and they will say, you know that one thing you told me? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're like, that's all it took. That's <laughs> it. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> the one thing. Yeah, you know that? Amazing. You know, you told me this and it just, it, it did it. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. Very good. That's awesome. all we need. Well, one thank thing. you so much for being here with oh, us thank today. Thank you for having me. I love this. And um, we hope that if you're listening, that you will definitely learn more and like, comment, share. You can email us, hello at francisroy.com. It's been so lovely having you, Zolma. Thank you for having me. I was really excited to be here and spend time with you, which we haven't done in a while. Mm -hmm. And um, just share. Perfect. Until next time, guys. Thank you. Have a great week.